Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, I'm stand-up comedian James Mullinger. I'm the co-founder of Edit Magazine. This is Mullinger Meets Canadians, the podcast where we meet Canadians who are making waves on the world stage. In this episode, I'm meeting a man that I've been a huge fan of for a very long time. Halifax, Nova Scotia-based filmmaker, fashion designer, keynote speaker, and all-round inspiration, Tyler Simmons. Tyler's award-winning films, keynote speeches, and TED Talks on mental health led to the Huffington Post naming him one of the 10 most inspirational people under 30 that you should be following on Twitter. Acclaimed globally for inspiring and uplifting those of us struggling with mental health issues, he is a guiding light with that rare ability to entertain as he enlightens. As he himself once said, my main goals are always to entertain, educate, inspire and motivate. Job done, Tyler. Tyler was born on January 26, 1990 and grew up in North Preston. He struggled with his mental health throughout his childhood. His first critically acclaimed short film, In My Mind, looked at mental health in the black community. And the second, There's Soul in Our Soil, examined intergenerational trauma caused by racism. Both are spectacularly insightful and moving, and have won awards at prestigious film festivals around the world. Tyler's message is one that is resonating with people globally. We talked about what people in Atlantic Canada can do more to support black-owned businesses, how to deal with ignorance, the life-saving wonders of meditation, and why cancelling people doesn't work, and that rather than calling them out, we should be calling them in. So settle in and listen up. This is Tyler Simmons. Tyler, it is a great honour to meet you, my friend. It's great to meet you. Thank you so much for having oh, me. Oh no, this is honestly this is a this is a great honor. Uh, I've been a, a big follower of, of everything you do, and of course, I mean, you are so many things: a, a filmmaker, a, a fashion designer, a keynote speaker, mental health advocate, and and many many more things. So, I guess my first question is: How do you describe yourself to people when people ask what what do you do? <laughs> yeah, that's always. Um... <laughs> That's always <laughs> hard for me to answer. Usually, a lot of times I'll just say filmmaker. Um, yeah. But really, I just do stuff. I just do stuff <laughs> that I love, really. Yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful way of putting it. Do stuff you love. I mean, and it definitely feels like that. It feels like all of these things are things that you are you are passionate about. N- nothing that you do is is for the for the for the sake of it or for the financial rewards. It, it, it's it's passion so so where does that passion come from since i was a kid i just always been uh i've just always been into the arts and also just finding new ways of expressing myself um i grew up with a lot of social anxiety so i um i've <clears throat> tried to find these different avenues of 
speaking, um, like speaking through film, speaking through the way that I dress, different things like that. And um, yeah, so I, I figured out that um, I can basically have a career uh, expressing myself through these different art forms. Amazing. And, and of course, I mean, that comes through in, in, in everything you do. And, and some of those things might be understandable to people like, you know, it's understandable that you would want to make a, a film about uh, mental health and, and, and depression and, and maybe be able to design clothes and so forth. But how does someone go from having the, the kind of anxiety that you had growing up to being able to speak on stage in front of thousands of people and, and not just speak, but but inspire and, 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 and really speak to them, like speak to their, their hearts and their souls? How did how did that transition take place between kind of shy and anxious to to this this powerhouse on stage yeah i um for a long time i was very um very hesitant to jump into things like public speaking and even um to take filmmaking more seriously and stuff um it was really hard for me and Mm. i tell people a lot that like the darkest moment that I had, which was when my depression was at its worst, my anxiety was at its worst, Um, having these thoughts of, oh, I don't even know if I want to be here anymore. Um, And just hitting that rock bottom, I feel like it just um, sparked something in me that made me feel like, okay, standing in front of 10,000 people or um, working on a film and putting it out for people to see or just doing the things that I really want to do, they just didn't seem that scary anymore. Um, I still, of course, get anxious about them, but um, in the way that I think about it is that it's it's worth it. Um, The risk is always it's always outweighing the reward in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's so true. And and I know you've said before in interviews, you know, that your goals when you speak is to kind of entertain, educate, inspire, and and motivate. What are the things that people say to you uh, after events, or or indeed people that you meet in the street who've who've maybe seen your TED talks and they and they say how these how hearing you speak and seeing you speak has kind of changed their outlook? Uh, tell me a bit about that. Yeah, that's. Um... That's definitely one of my favorite parts of it because um, I really got into mm. public speaking for that purpose to uh, be somebody right. that people can relate to, that people um, can look to and say, oh, he's doing this, I can do it too. Um, and mm. just so many people have reached out to me over the years um, thanking me, um, parents thanking me because they now understand mental health more and they can help their children um people reaching out to me saying that um that they look up to me and that um got them into public speaking things like that and got them to start meditating and focusing on mindfulness and really that's the goal of it all i just really want to inject some positivity into the world and improve lives if i can 
It's beautiful. I mean, could you have imagined like like what when you were growing up in North Preston and 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 you know were having these feelings and these thoughts and and obviously didn't know what they meant or indeed what they were or where they had come from. What would you kind of like to say now to to that little boy? Um, what I would say right now, <laughs> first I would say you're not crazy <laughs> because that little boy he was um, <laughs> he had big dreams and he uh, wanted what I'm doing now and um, but he felt that uh, his anxiety and his depression was holding him back but um, that resiliency mm. that I had when I was a kid it was it was just a bit out of this world and I just kept going and going and going and mm. practicing and trying my hardest um, and I would yeah I would tell that young boy just keep going you're not crazy uh, mm. it's all gonna pay <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> it certainly did um, I mean what do you think uh, uh, like did you in any way get the the help that you needed back then i know you obviously had 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 family support but did did the, the the system support you and and do you think that things have have improved now either in the maritimes or indeed uh anywhere in canada and and if not like how how could things improve for uh children or indeed anyone in this position yeah i um <clears throat> for a really long time it was really hard for me to find the help that i needed i uh had a family doctor and um, there were there were some issues there. I didn't feel like I was receiving the help that I needed. Um, I didn't feel like um, a lot of the professionals that I was seeing were even looking me in the eye at times when I would go and see them, which was uh, wow. really uncomfortable for me. Um, there yeah. were so many professionals that I only saw one time and I just didn't go back to because I didn't feel like I could trust them. Um, and it took over five years for me to find the right support system. And thankfully I found some really great people. But um, from what I hear from most people, it's really hard to find the right support for mental health. And um, we still deal with a lot of uh, a lot of things like wait times and the cr crisis support. It's um, it can be not what we want it to be. It, um, I've had to help people who were in crisis before, and I remember calling the crisis line and me hanging up the phone afterwards and thinking, "Wow, this is not crisis support." Um, and I think we really need to just work a lot harder on that stuff, um, especially here in Nova Scotia. Um, and even things like the um, police force, um, like there, I, I feel like there needs to be um, actual healthcare professionals who go on wellness checks. And because police officers, they're not trained for that. Um, we need to put the real healthcare professionals in the right positions and that keeps everybody safe I feel absolutely I mean and clearly 
change is 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 being brought about by speaking about it more but obviously things happen ha- happening slowly um do you think things happen slower in in smaller places like like where we live in the maritimes and and what do you think are the kind of i guess what are the kind of what are the good things about living in a smaller and and quieter by comparison place and and what are, what are the negative things uh yeah i think things definitely move a lot slower here uh which um which can kind of suck at times um but (laughs) but i think it's really one of the positives of living in the maritimes is that um like my gut tells me that we really we can really uh come together and us being such a small place we can um yeah, we can come together, we can work on these issues together, even though there's a lot of diverse backgrounds. Uh, I think that there, um, mm. there are so many people now that um, want to learn more and want to experience different cultures and stuff like that. And um, I think the majority of people in Nova Scotia, they really want to, um, they want to be better and they want better for Nova Scotia. So um, I'm really happy to be here. No, that's beautifully put. And certainly, I mean, the last 12 months, you know, COVID kind of, you know, took over, but then the the, the Black Lives Matter movement feels like a, a, a positive thing that has come out of, of everything that we've seen the last 12 months. And, and as you rightly say, it definitely feels like in the Maritimes, there is uh, a feeling now amongst uh, all residents or, or most residents of the Maritimes that they want to learn more. They want to embrace other cultures. They want to uh, look at parts of history and especially black history that has been I- ignored over the years and, and not been taught. And, and people do seem to want to embrace it, but I'm, I'm sure it wasn't like that when you were growing up. Have you, how, how do you feel about that shift? And, and also w- what was it like for you growing up? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Growing up, it was very, uh, it was very different. I, I felt all of these things like injustice happening to my community and um, feeling misunderstood. And um, I would just keep it all held inside, which, um, which caused a lot of anger. And um, Mm. it was tough just going out into the world and sometimes feeling like an outcast, um, feeling like, oh, I'm from North Preston, so people aren't aren't going to think that I am able to get this job, and or people are going to think that I'm a bad person because of that. And um, then getting older and realizing how wrong and messed up that is, and how much that mm-hmm. affected me mentally, um, and then all of this stuff happened um, at the beginning of COVID um, with like the George Floyd incident. And I remember Mm. when I opened up my laptop and I saw that and I saw all of the outrage and everything um, and people were sending me DMs and um, asking me for my opinions and saying sorry to me and all of this stuff. And I was so overwhelmed Um, I even had to just like turn my phone off for a few hours um, because the way that I was thinking, I was like, oh, I've known about this 
forever um and i've been angry about these things and frustrated and annoyed and trying to navigate them in this world for so long um it took a lot of time for me to just try and understand how i can navigate all of this um and it came back to me um doing a lot of meditation and doing a lot of reading and just spending time with myself um in re- in remembering that that people yeah a lot of people haven't lived my experience and um that doesn't mean that i need to be angry with them that doesn't mean that um i need to continuously be uh, frustrated with them it, um it and it was frustrating at first but um i definitely realized that the right way to do this is to have conversations with people and to lead with love and to to just um have faith that people are starting to understand now because i really think that uh people are starting to understand and they want to mm. um and that they care i i'm one of those people who feels that people are generally good people i think that that keeps me sane in this world um just just (laughs) remembering that and uh knowing that people aren't just um ignorant because they want to be ignorant or something like sometimes people just don't know any better well, yeah, that's a really beautiful way of, of looking at it because it, there must be a moment, uh, obviously, where it became, I mean, because there's, there's, it's undeniably frustrating or it must have felt frustrating when people were getting in touch saying, oh, my God, I had no idea that racism existed here in the Maritimes or I had no idea that things were so bad for you. And, and you're kind of thinking, really? Like, have you not been, like, how closed have your eyes been? Like, how can you not? And and have you not been listening to anything anyone said if you not read a, a newspaper in but um it's amazing that you kind of channeled that kind of hearing those those kind of patronizing and 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 let's face it slightly insulting uh comments with the facts that clearly these people for all of their blinkedness and being blind they actually do want to learn and want to to be better and and, and i guess kind of how how did you kind of reconcile that in your brain yeah um it was hard for me. Uh, it took mm. a lot of patience and um, a lot of self-love. <laughs> um, I had to just take a step away from things like social media. I had to take a step step away from the like activism work that I was doing. I had to um, mm-hmm. just really be at peace and think... Mm about what I really want for the world and what I really believe people to be in general. And um, there's always going to be those people who are just bad people. But I like to think that those people, they are the minority. And um, I know a lot of really good, genuine people. And um, so I... Yeah, I just I had a lot of conversations with friends of mine um, who are really smart and who do a lot of activism work, and um, 
even had talks with like different professors and like lawyers and stuff like that and just talking just picking their brain about different things and um yeah i had to understand i had to understand where the other side was coming from as well and listen to them um i believe that if i want people to listen to me i owe it Mm. to them to listen to them um and that's just how i feel i feel that um Mm. that's just a common decency thing that's a respect thing i'm i'm really big on respect and um if i want people to listen to me i gotta listen to them and um genuinely listen to them not just listen to respond you know yeah no i mean that's that's fascinating because i mean everything that's happened in america in the last few years has stemmed from obviously from people not listening and and there are people that fall into into different camps i mean as as i'm sure you would have found from these conversations i mean the 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 kind of unashamed racist uh generally when you dig deep what you find under there is is fear and 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 insecurity and and being brainwashed by propaganda and lies but then equally i mean as you say on the other side of that there are the genuinely bad people who, who who cannot be uh, uh changed how how do we speak to the people who are kind of in between the 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 people who've been been blind for many years and and haven't seen what's going on but now uh see what's happening and are wanting to do their best and it somehow sometimes comes out in a patronizing condescending way and we can we can laugh at them but they but they mean well and then and then you've got the unashamed racist on the other side what about those people in the middle who have have grown up around negative thoughts about people of of, of other religions and other races how do we get through to those people yeah i know i know a good amount of those people and um and and definitely the way that um i i speak with those people is um is just letting them know i don't see them as just this bad person i'm not looking at them like Mm. oh you have this thought you're a terrible human being um the way that i the way that i speak to them is okay you have this thought but let's reevaluate that <laughs> or you have this belief but let's right. let's go over that and maybe you'll change your mind about it and usually they do usually they're like oh i get it now and um i think that that's how we should approach these situations instead of um just um having conversations with these people and saying okay i'm done with you i'm never speaking to you again you're basically mm-hmm doxxed you're basically um canceled um i think that the whole cancel culture thing it it doesn't it doesn't help people heal it doesn't help people grow um and that's all i'm about i'm Mm. about um helping people heal and grow i think that people can become better because myself i've I've experienced it. There were beliefs that I had growing up and I can't even, sometimes I can't even believe that I believed those things in the past. Um, so I truly right. believe that people can grow and change and in a genuine way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's so true, and I mean, I I find I find your it's interesting because your Twitter feed and all of your social media channels are, are are steeped in in positivity and and thoughtfulness. But as a whole, I mean, a, a platform like Twitter is this kind of uh, ridiculous gulf between the most kind of left wing cancel culture and the most right wing, and and there's never any kind of I mean, there's no nuance and there's no debate. It's either it's either this person must be cancelled or this, but you know, it, it, it's um this person's Hitler. It's this kind of, uh, these two warring factions. Uh, how is it that you've managed to kind of create uh, an environment on, on, on social media of, of, of warmth and inclusivity, and most importantly, uh, reasoned debate, which is so sorely lacking so much of the time? Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> I've been on that really far left side before, where I've been like trying to cancel people and just being like, oh, this person's done this. But it's so angry and I'm not at peace that way. And I don't think anybody can be at peace that way. Um, and same with the far right. Like, I don't like these people don't seem happy to me. Um, and my way of thinking is, OK, let me just want peace and be able to listen to both sides and um, people would say that I lean more on the left but, but um, I don't really think of it I'm just I just want what's best for people um, and it it just takes a lot of I think it takes a lot of just self-awareness in being able to spend that time with yourself and evaluate your beliefs and um, change the things that you want to change things like that um, that's what that's what made it um, a bit easier for me to not be kind of controlled by these two extremes that we have going on amazing I mean, given given you you are one of the only people I know that that is ha, has had this kind of um, you know eureka moment of wanting to you know call people in and actually and actually listen to them and engage with them. And why aren't politicians doing this? And and more importantly, when are you going to run for office? Because we need you. We need to add politician to your list of your already absurdly long list of uh, things you've mastered. Uh, why not politics? That's a good question. Um, I <laughs> well, I'm going to say I don't think I will ever be a politician um, <laughs> because <laughs> I know some politicians. Um, because you like getting shit done. That's why. <laughs> you know what? That's one. That's one of the big things I, I need to get shit done. And, um, and another thing is it's really hard for me to. Um, it's really hard for me to bite my tongue to um, like hold back. Um, I would be the politician that people are like, you are not supposed to speak in this way. You are not supposed to call this thing out and be like, oh, we need to have a conversation about this deep issue. Um, like 
you shouldn't be on Twitter uh, <laughs> talking to different politicians <laughs> in Nova Scotia. Like, I would probably, yeah, <laughs> I would cause a few problems. But I would. But to be fair, those are all things that people said about Donald Trump. So you could be the Donald Trump of reasoned debate. <laughs> you know what? I feel like I would be the positive version of Donald Trump here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The, the guy that broke all the rules, but unlike Trump, who basically started third world war you could actually bring about world peace with with this kind of um this new way of doing things yeah yeah i think that's true but yeah i don't i don't think that they would like that (laughs) i don't think that the other other politicians would like that yeah um but i mean i mean the thing is i mean also nowadays you don't need politics to bring about change i mean you you're bringing it around through through speaking through through fashion um and most importantly obviously through film can you tell me about your your latest film project and and what it's all about yeah so i'm um i have a uh film that i did for the uh, for being black in canada uh the halifax toronto and montreal black film festival it's called the search for healing and it's basically about my life in my community and uh, I speak with different um, healthcare professionals who um, who sit down with me and we talk about mental health in the black community and we talk about um, how mental health in the black community is unique and um, we talk about things like intergenerational trauma and um, how I am affected by that and how my parents were affected by that and um, it's really it's really something that I'm extremely proud of um, I've I took some time off of like the f- film directing um, to focus a lot more on like the mental health advocacy and the public speaking. But um, I feel like this is a project that is going to really show people who I am, who I am creatively and like the content that I can bring into film um, in a doc, in a documentary way. Um, So I'm working on that. And then I'm working on another project, um, that I don't think I'm supposed to talk about yet, but um, it's about <laughs> I came I came together with a few amazing people who uh, who really want to highlight the good that's happening in Nova Scotia um, after everything that's been going on with. Um, with COVID and with the injustices um, and so much negativity that we've been seeing online, um, we just thought that it was it's really important to make something that um, that can make people feel good and help people remember that there are people out there that really want to make a difference in the world and are actively doing this really good work to help others amazing and and do you feel like in in nova scotia and indeed the maritimes as a whole you know i mean certainly for me as someone who's who's moved here from away i feel 
there is an abundance of people here that that do care more so than I ever felt in, in England. Um, is that something that you that you feel? And and how can other places kind of uh, how can other places kind of nurture what we have here? Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely mm. feel that it, we um, we have this thing about us in Nova Scotia and um, I feel like it's unique. It's um, something that we should really be proud of. Um, it's some, it's the, it's one of the main reasons why I'm able to believe that most people are good people and they want what's good. And even those people who may say ignorant things at times and, um, they let us down at times. Um, I feel like at the <laughs> core, they do want to do what's best. Sometimes they just don't have the right information. They, um, they don't have the right people around them at times. Um, <clears throat> but I think that definitely in general in Nova Scotia, we really, um, we want to be better and, um, we want to look out for one another. Um, I always see it. I see, um, people donating to others who are in need people are um just protecting each other um and it's beautiful to see i yeah i love that about nova scotia that's that's, that's yeah it, it really is a, a unique place in that way um and, and what do you think that people here who are who are taking note of what's happening in the world and and want to support more what can people do for example to support more black owned businesses what can people do more uh, to really kind of bring about the change that they claim to want so much i think it's really important to just think about the roles we play in society um Mm-hmm. people who are white people i think it's important for them to just think about the different privileges that they have that maybe a black person wouldn't have um thinking about thinking about these things and being accountable and um not feeling ashamed um because mm-hmm. i don't feel that shame is going to help any of us. I think just just sitting with these things and thinking, okay, maybe I was ignorant about this or maybe I was misinformed about this and and you know what? That's okay. We mess up. <laughs> now it's time for me to uh, change the way that I look at this and, and support um, those who people of color the indigenous community the black community um and yeah i think it's one thing i think is really cool is when i um i actually made these t-shirts and um the amount of people (laughs) who were white (laughs) that reached out to me and were like oh i want to buy this and they bought so many of them it was um (laughs) It was mind-blowing. Um, but doing things like that and supporting people in that way, it um, I think that really shows that you care. And also just listening. Um, instead of trying to challenge everything, just listening and taking things in um, and trying to educate yourself um, 
so important. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. Wise words and so, so beautifully put. Um, this is, and I'd say it's, it's a miracle. We've managed to go uh, 40 minutes without talking about COVID. This is the, the longest I've gone without talking about COVID for a year. Uh, so this is uh, <laughs> a very nice, nice feeling. Uh, so, but I, I have to ask, I mean, I know you've always have so many projects on the go and I know lots of things like, you know, uh, working on films and so forth, you probably were able to do. Did you uh, kind of pivot into doing virtual um, speaking engagements? And, and if so, how did you find that? Yeah, I had to um, pivot into doing virtual speaking engagements and not going to lie, it's a bit weird um, <laughs> not being able to see the faces of the crowd and stuff like that. Um, it's really hard because I, I, I don't know, a lot of times I feed off the energy of the crowd and um, I don't go into a speaking engagement with this um just a script that i go off of i try to read the room i try to have some sometimes i even try to just um talk to a specific person about something but um it's it's different but i'm grateful that i'm able to still do it virtually um i'm really hoping that in the near future i'm able to do it in person again but um but yeah i don't want to complain about it because um it's still it's still happening i'm still getting work so i'm happy about that well um, honestly I, I can't thank you enough for, for for your time this morning and and it's just been such a great honor to to finally meet you and of course in in classic maritime fashion you know uh after i, I got in touch with you I, we, we of course realized how many connections we have of course i'm good friends with your cousin chadwick williams only in the maritimes does this happen where you uh, reach out to someone to tell them how much you admire them and, and then it turns out that there's about 10 10 connections like one degree of separation between us yeah it's so cool how <laughs> That's we it. have so many people in common <laughs> And like I say, I, I'm a big fan and I'm going to keep following everything you do and, and just keep doing it. Uh, lots of love and thank you so much for your time this morning. Really appreciate it, Tyler. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Mullinger Meets Canadians. If you like greatness, creativity, being inspired, laughing or just love Canada as much as I do, then this is the podcast for you. So please do subscribe and review the show now. And be sure to follow Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Simmons and on Instagram at the Tyler Simmons. Check out his website at tylersimmons.com to purchase clothing from his fashion label. I'm sitting here right now wearing one of his awesome T-shirts that says Art Saved My Life. Further details can be found on the Edit's website, maritimeedit.com, and I will see you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.